Wow. So if you didn't know, that's three Mexico trips in one. It's so great to have Mike and his team when they go on events to get those drone shots and lots of great footage so you can experience some of what they experience. And I want to say this real quick. You know, thank you because your tithes and offerings, part of that goes to cover everything that you see there, building homes. So you're a part of this as well. We have Chris, which is a key assistant to Micah, I know, with video, but, uh, and Zaneda. Am I saying your name right? Zaneda? Zaneda. Zaneda! Oh, I hate that. Zaneda, I'm sorry. Um, but they are just going to represent the team and uh, kind of walk through uh, just some questions as you reflect. I know, so my question is, what, is your, what was your mission and your purpose for going on this trip? Just give us a few thoughts on that. Ladies first. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, from Mexico it is such an important mission to not just serve God, but also serve God's people. Because over here in America and California, we serve each other. But going out to Mexico and serving the community, the family, getting to know the family and getting to know the children in VBS is just so important and so inspirational when you go there you meet the children you meet the family and it just warms your heart like nothing else and it is such important for me especially to go over there coming from Mexican descent and it's just like it heart it warms my heart because it's like I could have been there thinking about that because my family's from Mexico so and going to help the children and knowing that this is everything for them is so heartwarming and I highly recommend going <laughs> I love it well done on that. Chris, can you beat that? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> probably not. We went, I actually went on two trips. I went on the high school, high school, college house um, trip to build a house. And then I went on the trip to do a VBS for the kids down there. But um, ultimately, my, my goal, I guess, was to to make make those kids and the family that we built the house for to to give them something to be joyful about because many of them they they work long hours they 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 don't have much like we like how you were saying earlier we can just go get burger king or whatever they don't have that luxury um and so it was kind of nice to to give them give them something to look forward to and give them something that's 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 good <laughs> so let me ask you a question and maybe it's a word or phrase but if you w were to look at the impact this trip had on you and you had to put it in, in just in your walk with God and the impact it had, what word or description, what, what comes to mind? Chris, you're first. Um, <laughs> Life-changing. Life-changing. Um, yeah, which is, which is uh, it was a week, but it was definitely that. Yeah. Um, like I said, seeing how, how they live, it was, it was, it was just different how, how they, how they, this is everything for them, and it was, it was just, it was, it was just inspiring, mm. so, yeah. Yeah, I'd say inspirational and powerful, and, mm. you know. That's good. It's crazy to go yeah. over there and see their mm. lifestyle and then look at our lifestyle and compare it. So if one of these people out here who've never been to Mexico came up to you afterwards today and said, hey, give me, give me a reason why I should go next year, anything come to mind, what you tell them right there in that moment? The food. No, I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> <laughs> There's truth to that. <laughs> There's good food, though. No, it's um, it's a good trip to, to get to know people. I know I met, I met Dennis and Debbie, and um, I met their dogs, which are awesome. <laughs> but um, it's a good trip to get to know people and become closer with people in the church, and obviously help a family that needs needs help. Um, 
and even make some of those kids laugh and mm. smile who haven't probably in a while. Mm. I feel like I'd ask, why not? You know, like, ah, good. it's such an important mission to not just serve God, but serve others. And I feel like, why not go and do as much as you can for mm. the community over there in Mexico? Mm. Awesome. Give them a hand. <laughs> and uh, you can put if you went on any of the Mexico mission trips, will you just stand to your feet real quick? We're just going to, we want to recognize you today. Thank you for serving, and uh, there's lots of, lots of you around, so thank you. Um. Hey, guys. All right. Uh, well, hey, Lodi. Hi, everybody. Just want to shout out to my, my home campus. Okay. Um, so we're here to talk about the preschool and what God has done and the fact that we're now open, and I, I brought the whole team so let me introduce them to you today. Uh, I'll start with Debbie down on the end. We have a fun nickname for Debbie. We call her our Chief Visionary Officer. All right, Debbie Heisdu. And then we have Katie. Katie is our Children's Ministry Director in Lodi, and she's also a teacher at the preschool. And we have Carla. Carla is our Director of the preschool, and she is also a teacher at the preschool. Yeah. So this is our team making it happen. Um, I'm going to start with Katie. Katie, can you just give us an overview? We are now open after all this time of planning, prepping, getting all the licensed state certifications and all that garbage, and now we get to open our doors to kids. How's it been since we've been open? It's been really exciting because we started day one with no students, yet God brought a student that very first day that we didn't know was going to be coming, and every few days since then, we have had more and more students enroll, so now we're up to six, which is really exciting, because if you think about it, that's what, a 500% increase over <laughs> two weeks? And so it may seem small sometimes when we compare it to thinking that we have space for 24, but God has given us six right now, and so that's so exciting. We've gotten to see them just walk in and be really excited and just, like, you know, put their things in their cubbies, know where their spot is, know that they're loved and important, and just seeing the joy and excitement they have on their faces has been really amazing. And teaching them things like John 3.16 and them learning that, it's on the In-N-Out Cup, so they know that John 316 and In-N-Out are connected now, which is kind of cool. Oh, nice, nice. So it's just been really incredible so far. Awesome. Thanks, Katie. All right. Um, Carla, have you, in the short time we've been open, had just any moments that stand out for you uh, where you've seen kind of God show up or just moments that have been surprising for you with the kids and getting this thing off the ground? I've seen a lot. Um, it's been such a joy to be there and see them, like Katie said, walk in and um, just show their joy of being there. Um, I had a parent just tell me on Friday that, um, oh, my child said that they couldn't go outside due to the fires, and um, she said that you just prayed with them. And I think that she said that was awesome to know that you just stopped and prayed, and we just think that they do, do science all day long. And um, that was just an awesome experience for her to share that with me. And then, like Katie said, the first day when we showed up, we just were standing outside hoping that people would just come in through our doors. And we were just watching. And this little boy walks up with his mom that I spoke to the week before that never got an application or anything. 
And he looks at me and smiles, and I'm like, oh, Israel. He was our first student, and he shared with us a whole week before any other friend joined him. And um, his mom came up to me and said, Israel's praying that no other friend comes because he loves, <laughs> he loves to just spend one-on-one -on -one time with you guys. And so then the next child came, and it was just an awesome, awesome experience. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting us and for praying for us. You have to keep those prayers coming because we're keep, we keep getting them, and it keeps changing the dynamic of the class, but it is an awesome experience. Awesome. Thanks, Carla. All right. All right, Debbie. So a year ago, this whole thing started as a dream, a vision, something that you felt like God gave on your heart to do. And here we are now open running. What do you see for the future of the preschool? What are some of your hopes for the next year as we continue to brave the way forward? Well, um, I think you give me credit for being a visionary, but I have been a preschool director and a teacher for 30 years at Vinewood Preschool. So I could sit here and tell you hundreds of stories the way that I've seen God work in the lives of children. And what makes a preschool different is the families have to bring their children to the preschool. They sign them in and they get to know each other because the children are young and they're dependent upon their parents. So this community forms over time. And so, you know, the vision that I would have for uh, Horizon Preschool is similar to what I've experienced at Vinewood Preschool in that it's not that we're an advertisement that we're proof. And one thing, that goal that we've set for ourselves is we love them so much they ask why. We're not beating them on the head with a Bible. We are loving them. We're not on our strength, but on God's strength. And I've just got a quick story for you that should encourage you. Um, when I started out at the preschool 30 years ago, I was walking a parent through, and she just said, so what's the religious thing about? So I just rattled off, because I grew up in church, you know, Jesus died on the cross, and he rose in three days, and you know, just all that. And so, um, come to find out, uh, she was an atheist, and I had no idea. I just assumed she was coming to a Christian preschool. So fast forward 20 years, that student um, died suddenly, and I had lost track of the family. And she came back to the church, to the preschool, because it was the only faith affiliation she had, and that's where the funeral took place. And so you don't know what God is doing with these innocent children and their families. These children are coming from... Muslim background. We're in a neighborhood that's Hispanic. It's, you know, God, this was purposeful. The things that we had to go through that God busts the doors down to open this preschool is incredible. And I want to say a special thank you to Horizon Church. It has been a privilege to watch, to work with Jared, write the application. Tim was on board right away, Cindy and Debbie. I mean, no one signed up for this, but you've allowed this preschool to happen. It's all faith. So I just want to thank you for that, and we are so excited. The stories that are going to come out of this preschool are going to be mind-blowing. I guarantee that. So awesome. thank awesome. you. Thank you, guys. All right. So... Um, it's no coincidence that we're here on Mission Sunday because this truly is a missionary field that is unique that God has given us and is right 
in our backyard. Uh, so I just want to give you a quick update of some things on how you can be involved, how you can pray, and how you can support the preschool. The whole team is going to be at a table in the lobby if you'd like to come by. We have a couple things for you out there. We have a supplies list of things. If you'd like to pick up a few items for the preschool, you can grab a supplies list. Uh, we are still taking donations. I will never forget the day where I went to a board meeting, an elder board meeting with the Horizon <laughs> elders, all your guys' elders, and I gave them a business proposal. And in the business proposal, it showed a negative $50,000 return. <laughs> and I said, I want to do this project and open a preschool. It's going to be negative 50000 They all flipped through it, and they looked at it, and they said, all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I just started sweating even more. Like, they said yes. And um, what's amazing about the preschool is, to date, it has not been funded at all from Horizon's budget. This team has gone church to church to church in Lodi, and the Lodi churches have put up the money to make this happen because they believe in this mission. It blows my mind. Um, and so I want to say we're somewhere around thirty dollars to $33,000 raised of our yearly needed budget. Um, and so now we're ready to come and ask Horizon, you guys, if you want to help us get across the finish line. So we do have opportunities for you to sponsor kids or just become a monthly sponsor of the preschool. And all that will be in the lobby as well. And last but not least, we want to announce that we're having an open house. And this is going to be September 19th after church on Sunday. We're going to do a big barbecue, so you can just come down, have some hot dogs with us, tour the preschool area, bounce houses for kids. We're going to invite the families and the other churches that have been supporting. So just a day of fun. You can grab this flyer on your way out. But thank you so much, Horizon. Thank you, Elder Board, for believing in us. And thank you for praying for this mission at home. Thanks, guys. Ah, uh, we're going to hold that back, huh, Cindy? Just a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know in just a moment. But hey, we have Mary, Cindy, and Angie up here on behalf of M360, and they're each just going to share a little bit about the heartbeat behind this. Um, by the way, uh, Micah couldn't be on the trip this year. Mason Rold put that video together, and uh, <laughs> Micah's training them well, and as Micah said, I go, how, how was the video? Dude, that it was really good. Like he, for Micah to say that, that was, well done, Mason. I know he's at, I think he's at work this morning, huh? He'll be here second service. Thank you. Um, all that to say, uh, Cindy, I think I'll start with you because I know you're nervous to be up here. She does not want to be up here, but you have one, because I think the question I have for you is more the why behind going, right? The like, can you just share whatever you want in that moment, in this moment? So when we first, uh, the first year we went, was um, the year that Dan Brown passed away. So um, we became close with the family immediately. And I told Ken, I'm not going on the trip again. It's not my thing. But then when Sharon decided she was going to go, I thought, if Dan's wife can go, I can go. And I, tenting is not my thing. So that was out of my comfort zone. And as we gotten older, it's definitely out of my comfort zone. But <laughs> it's such a small percent of the trip 
um, and I encourage people to come. You're gonna you're gonna have a new family when you come back. Mm. Um, I, like I said, I wasn't gonna go the first year, and this was actually our thirteenth year. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Perfect. Yeah. And we can't. Ken and Cindy, we couldn't do it without them. They're like our food people. You think you think Mexican food or Mexico food's yeah. good when you guys go? They, they, I don't know. There's competition going on. But I also have to say is that we couldn't do it without our support team. Yes. Yeah. Support's harder than biking. I'll tell you that. So, well, you know, Angie, you want to share for a second? I think you said you know this life changing was a phrase you're using, and I know we honored Mark this year as well. Yeah. Um, go ahead. You want to? Um. So I've been uh, doing M360, been involved with the M360 community since 2007. And it's, the focus is the fundraising and the charities that we support every year. But there is so much more to M360. It's the community and the cheering each other on, uh, the joy that happens, the burdens that the community helps each other carry. Um, it's just something that you can't put in words. You know, you have to live it um, with um, that community. And we've heard a lot about life groups lately. Um, M360 is my life group, but it's more of a life community rather than a life group. You know, it's a little bit different than the rest of life groups. Um, but that's where life happens for me. That's where... Um, M360 has supported me through so much um, since 2007. Um, I was a single parent. They welcomed my kids. Um, they came on some of the training rides with us. They, one of them came on one of the trips. And the support in the community and the love and acceptance that I have felt um, within M360 doesn't happen at church on Sunday morning. It happens in a life group or it happens in a community. Um, and so I am just so thankful uh, for M360. Um, also, a um, couple of years into doing life with M360, uh, I met Mark. Um, and um, we were both actively involved with M360. Again, they welcomed him and loved him and accepted him right where he was at. Um, and our focus turned to, we wanted to help M360 thrive. And so we both found areas where we could serve uh, and where we could use our skills uh, to make M360 better. And it's just been such a wonderful journey. And then last year we lost Mark to cancer. And um, again, M360 was there, was there for me, supported me. I loved me, uh, loved Mark, um, and I just cannot tell you uh, how much that has meant to me. Um, again, on the trip this year, um, M360 uh, recorded, the members of M360 recorded their memories of Mark in a little book um, so we could bless his mom uh, back in upstate New York with, that, uh, with those memories that are normally shared at a funeral, but we didn't have a funeral because of COVID last year. So it just goes on and on and on for me of how M360 has changed my life, how I have joy, how I have been able to thrive within that community through everything. Um, and 
we all have our burdens. Um, we all have our difficult times. Um, but a community, a faith community, or a community of believers um, just does wonders in helping us through those times and carry our burdens with us and celebrate our joys with us. And so I thank all of you. Um, And then last, uh, Mary, who's been a faithful support on this trip, she's the one who's up first. She and Jennifer at Warmerdam, they're up, you hear their giggles, but she's making our, (laughs) she's our coffee lady. And our breakfast person, and a lot of other things. But Mary, any anything you want to add? Just to um, stand. The the reason why I joined this mission trip was because of Mission Sunday. I have no desire to ride a bicycle. <laughs> I did not know how to put up a tent, but I saw the video, and everyone looked really happy. And I thought, oh, the ocean! I love the ocean. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> and I met this community of people who love to. You know, they're athletic, they're a lot of energy, like to work together, supportive. The first day, people showed me how to put my tent together. Um, like, it just floored me how, how it was a community. Mm. And, um, and I had a blast, and it, it was so much work, but it just was so much fun. Like, it mm. didn't feel like work. And I loved how everyone, no matter what their, like, in-depth religious level was or what their athletic level was like everyone came together to raise money for a certain um, Mm. charity and it was really neat just to feel unified and and everyone had their different strengths and um and just to interact with the whole group and and i love that not everyone was uber uber religious because when i first joined i was just coming to this church and was like oh god i don't have any bible verses memorized (laughs) I hope they don't kick me out. <laughs> so that didn't matter. It, it was awesome. Cool. Well, awesome. And as they're all here, um, we once again uh, fundraised for American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. And um, this year we decided we wanted to give a significant amount to a uh, 10% to 180 uh, counseling services. And uh, by the way, today we're still fundraising for 180 if you want to drop, find Cindy, uh, because we decided once we made our mark for AFSP, the rest is going to go a little bit more for 180. We, we did show Jake and Allison a number at the finish line, but uh, first of all, I want to say AFSP, our grand total that we have raised, uh, $33,742 for this year. Um, we are going to be writing a check. I think we're going to get over 5000 no problem. But right now, it's $4,599.50. We're going to be writing a check to uh, $180 here this week. And so thank you. Um, and for those who don't know, there is a history uh, of M360 that John Grunrod, who really started things way back in the day. If you ever want to see that, let us know. You can read it. But uh, Grant, we've, we've raised for lots of different organizations. Right now, as of today, we beat the $600,000 mark of how much we've raised over the course of how many years? 16? 16 years? Eh, anyways. Um, and so you'll see in your insert, if you want to be part of a ride, we alternate now. North Coast Ride, M360, we alternate. You'll see the dates for North Coast Ride that Dave Sherlock facilitates. Boxes on the welcome home counter if you want to donate to 180. So give them a hand. Um, 
And what I'm going to do here is Danish and Brooke are going to jump on here in just a second. And as, as we do, we're going to tag team you guys in just a moment. Um, don't worry, those who are type A are looking at your clock. We're good, right? They're cooking burritos. Um, I, I want to draw your attention really quickly because uh, this is going to be, you guys are going to be a good anchor for this, um, to Ephesians. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to open up your Bible, whatever you got. Um, open it up for a second. Um, and as you do, uh, we were made worthy, so we need to walk worthy. It's kind of the tagline today. And I just want to say a couple things here. Um, you know, it, what's interesting about Ephesians 4 and Ephesians in general, there's six chapters, okay? And it's broken up, right? There's three chapters, and then the, the six verses that, that Brooke read are anchored today in what that looks like. And so it, it, what it really is, it's, it's, it is by grace we've been saved through faith, not of ourselves. And, and the first three chapters talk about our calling. And the last three uh, chapters, as you go into four, five, and six, talks about here's how we live it out. Here's how we walk it out. And so if you look here with me for a second, um, I just a couple points here. One is this, the call to walk worthy. We've been called to walk worthy. Here's a verse, right? As a prisoner for the Lord, then therefore I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. And therefore is there, right? What's it there for, right? It's the first three chapters talks about everything. And then it says, I urge you. And, and some of the things that jump out, urge in Paul's passionate plea, it's, it's, it's not just, hey guys, why don't you do this? It's like passionate begging to walk this out. Worthy. It's kind of a picture of, of the uh, axios is the Greek in that. There's like a scale. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it kind of talks about a, a scale of, of your calling and God's truth and, and kind of balancing that out and making Making, how does that look? Um, you also see a few other little things. A worthy walk is a response to his amazing love and blessing. It's a change of heart, right? It's an experience that you have. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shift. And then we get into call to a worthy attitude. Anybody need attitude checks once in a while? I do. And it says this, verse 2, be completely humble. I love that. Be completely humble. Don't point to anybody over there. Uh, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Um, humility is not being full of ourselves. It's lowliness we see in the scripture. It's, I love Philippians too, do nothing with selfish ambition. Rather, in humility, humility, value others above yourself. Selfish ambition is looking for your own interests above others. It's me wanting to get to In-N-Out Burger across the border and forget my experience in the orphanage. Um, and part of that is we need an accurate view in God's lens. I love John Grinrod, a prophet, uh, no, a good friend of mine. He sent me some things that God's been stirring in him. I couldn't send him the long quote for time, but I love the quote he said at the end. The world says, take your power back. Jesus says, take your humility back. Well done. That's powerful right there. Um, our walk with Christ needs to be marked by humility and gentleness. Uh, you know, Romans and Greeks, they didn't have a word for humility. It, the Greek language, why? Because they didn't practice it. <laughs> um, 
And so it's interesting. You'll see some stuff in your inserts if you want to go deeper in some of these scriptures. Gentleness. I, I love the analogy. Gentleness is power under control. It's like a strong, powerful, muscled-up horse that can crush things but completely be controlled by the master. Um, patience. Anybody lose patience sometimes? It's long-suffering, right? Endures, stays through it. Uh, Abraham's a good example of that in the Bible. Steadfast. Bearing with one another in love. That love where it says bearing with another in love, it's agape love, the ultimate love of Jesus. That unconditional love. It's putting up, bearing is putting up with quirks and idiosyncrasies of other people. Oh boy, we need that, don't we? And then as you look at that, just uh, besides just attitude, the last point is the call and basis for unity. I mean, it says make every effort. I love that. Make every effort, everything you can do to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Um. Be eager. Uh, make every effort. It's a unity of spirit is what we keep. We don't create. And uh, the spirit of God can transform and, and empower our hearts and bring supernatural moments and experiences that we're seeing in all these testimonies today, which is the currency of the church. I'm going to keep saying that. Um, and even the word one was used seven times in this verse. One, 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 being one. And um, what do you want to be known for? As followers of Christ, what do we want to be known for? And a book that has just been powerful and convicting in my heart this last year is this book from Francis Chan, Unity. And he really unpacks it. And if you're looking for a book to get into, I encourage you to dive into it because it's powerful. Um, we were made worthy, so we need to walk worthy. We were made worthy, we need to walk worthy. If you don't know your calling today and you don't know where you're at with Christ, I beg you. We didn't do the interaction today, shake hands. You could do that after the service, but I beg you to connect it with anybody you've seen on stage, people you've come with, to understand and to guide you. Stop by uh, Larry Sterling's table because it's all about growing in Christ and what that means. Um, so I want to invite Danish and Brooke forward and uh, they're going to take the last five minutes as we wrap up just to reflect and respond here. And, and the reason why I'm bringing them up, yeah, that's perfect, um, is this. I'm not worthy to be up here as a talk mission work. I could tell you my stories of orphanage and all that stuff, and I had powerful, my dad, I was in, or, my dad went to Mexico every year. I kind of got tired of it, sadly. Um, I told Brooke, I'm going to the kids' camp. I want to go hang out with the kids next year, so I just said that out loud. Shoot. Uh, <laughs> but when I think of missionaries, for those who don't know, we've hired Tim and Brooke, Alyssa and Danish to come in and their hearts in missions. And so I wanted you to get a taste of missions because true missionaries, they're not about a paycheck. They're not about, look at me. In fact, when people draw attention to them, they cringe. No, 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 it's not about me. You see their compassion. I mean, I could get Brooke crying just by a couple words. 
you think Ken's bad. But It'll it's, happen today. It's compassion. Danish, you've seen that leak out of him, in his, even in his prayer of this passion. And so I just wanted to take a moment for you guys and just each of you in the short time we have, because you were on the front lines in Hungary. You, you, you see, you, I mean, this guy, is getting him over here has been a God thing by itself. But what, what can you share? We'll start with you. What can you share, just anything that just might resonate with um, people sitting here? Just understand full-time missions, and that's what I do versus short-time mission, you know, being here. Just say whatever. What do you think? <laughs> that would be long, say whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, you <laughs> might. You're, you're a pastor, so, you, you know, yeah. you, timing, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, Kevin brought up uh, yeah, yeah, these questions for us to think about. So I was I was thinking throughout the week, what it means a mission, what it means to be a missionary, and all that. And and it, and it's interesting because being in Hungary, I, I didn't think of myself as a missionary because I was Hungarian. I was I was just serving in the church there. Um, maybe I'm more of a missionary now, right? Coming from Hungary to here, um, it, it doesn't matter really. You know, it's it's not of of where you're going. It it, it, it is. Are you following God where he's calling you to do? Like, that was, for me, the definition. And with Alyssa, that was our, our passion uh, for the, since, since we met each other and said we want to follow God um, into missions, is just go wherever God calls you to go. That, that was our, our basic. Um, and for us, that meant going to the U.K., and that's where we met, and then going to Hungary, and then coming here. And all of those were because we felt God is calling us uh, to go there. And so that, that was number one for me, and, um, and, and I, I challenge you, go where God calls you to go. You know, whether, if, if that's abroad, go abroad. If that's across the street, as we saw in the video, or to a neighbor's house, um, then, then go there. You know, go, go where he calls you to go, um, and join what God is doing there. Mm. Like, I think that's another so important for me, as, as if I think of myself as a missionary, is wherever I went, God was already there. Mm. Don't, don't think of yourself, you're the first one there to show up. God is already there. God is working. Uh, join in what he's doing. Join his church in what he's doing. That was our other thing with Alyssa, um, is that we moved a lot in the last few years, and we said, wherever we go, we're going to find the closest church, join in, and, and go what, what they were doing. And we literally, we went, moved to Scotland, and we looked up on Google Maps, which was the closest Baptist church. We walked down the street. The same street had three more churches on it. And one looked really cool. So, but we said, we're going to go there, and we committed to that church. And we didn't agree with everything with them, but we committed to stay with there for that year and serve with them. And so that's, that's the other thing for me is as a missionary, we're always, and, and you hear the testimonies today, it's always a community. You're always working together with, with, with the church um, and with other believers. And so um, you're never alone as a missionary. It's not a, it's not a one, one-man job. Perfect. Love it. Love that heartbeat. Yeah. Um, I know originally Brooke and Tim were planning on going full-time missions in Mexico. They were going to pop Sienna out in Mexico in the dirt, no problem. They were like, well, maybe not the dirt, but, um, but I was praying they weren't going to be called to full-time missions, and God temporarily answered that prayer to get them here. I, I'm kind of hoping he doesn't call them back, but I unfortunately see their heartbeat. But uh, Brooke, I know you, when we were talking, you, you had a passion of just what you wanted to share with the folks just... Yeah, the biggest thing the past few years, Tim and I have just been shifting our mindset of missions um, so 
we always put the emphasis on missions was more for like material poverty, right? All of our mission trips were building a house, um, trying to get them out of material poverty. And now shifting that mindset over the past three, four years of, no, our mission is to go and build relationships with people because that's how lives get changed. And so short-term missions, um, I think short-term missions, the purpose of those is to partner with those that are there long-term. We don't go for a week and change people's lives. We don't change that family's life. I mean, we do, right, in many ways, but not their faith. We don't walk alongside them with their faith. Some we get the opportunity, but others we don't. It's going to partner with those that are there in long-term missions, but then also trying to keep those relationships year after year so that we can, hey, how are you doing? How's your walk with God? And really asking those deep questions. Um, the focus has just shifted for us. And so being here in the U.S., um, although we do still have that passion to be down in Mexico, it's the same mindset. It's relationship, being intentional. Now, for someone that is an introvert that doesn't like to go out and spend time with people, you have to be even more intentional. But going out and building relationships with those that God places in your life, mm -hmm. that's what mission work is. It doesn't have to be some big project that mm -hmm. we think so often about. You know, it's interesting for those who don't know, you know, her passions in Mexico when we were hiring her. I go, what do you need? Do you need how, you could go to Mexico as much as you want while you're on staff here. And so she, this is the first so year we thank had you. three trips. She was going to go on fourth trip. So keep it up, right? I'll go we'll again. Keep them here as long as we can. Hey, will you, yeah, give them a hand. Thank you. Um, will you stand, will you stand with us? Brooke's going to pray for our service. Uh, just pray for this time and maybe God's stern in you some things. Remember when we say amen, there's uh, lots in the hallway to go check out. But please go to the patio, check out the crab, get a burrito. They got a lot of burritos, so make sure you eat. Um, but just connect with each other. Don't, don't run out so quick. Um, just uh, let's, let's build some community here this morning. Lord, I just thank you so much um, for this morning and the people that are here and the people that went on these mission trips and just allowed our church body to extend outside of these walls um, in ways that don't get to happen every day. And Lord, I'm just so thankful for you and the way that you plan every detail of these trips and, and just the detail of this morning, Lord. I pray for each and every one in this room, um, each and every one watching online, that this mindset starts to change, that we all start to become missional um, just in our communities here. And just weighing heavy on my heart that the number of Christians in the U.S. is declining, and this is the work that needs to be done. Um, we all need to be taking that stand, and I just pray that we all grow closer to you um, and really find what our calling is here in Galt or Lodi or wherever we're living, Lord. I just pray that we all take that step and all towards you so that you can tell us where to go. And in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to Horizon Community Church's podcast. Our hope and prayer is that wherever you are, you would be encouraged by this message and be equipped to face any challenges that come your way. More information about Horizon can be found at www.horizonweb.org.